Brothers, sisters, are you able to visualize yourself six feet down inside your own grave? Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast where today we want to discuss all things related to death, dying. Are we scared of opening the subject of death? You know, what does death mean to us? And ultimately, what's the purpose of us here in this world? As is our destination Jannah or is it, you know, just enjoying the pleasures of this dunya and as always i'm joined by my amazing co-host ahmed salam alaikum wa alaikum salam rahmatullah yeah good good hoping uh our interest doesn't die in this conversation pardon uh, we're still alive <laughs> by the end of it inshallah allah willing um, it's good to be back. How are you doing? Well, alhamdulillah, can't complain. Yeah. And uh, inshallah, we have long lives so Amin, we can yeah, serve the podcast even longer. Yeah, and everyone at home as well. <laughs> good to be back. It's good to have you here as well. If you're first time here, uh, hit that subscribe button. You guys know what I'm going to say week by week. It's like I always say the same thing. So smash that like button. Smash. Smash the, smash the subscribe button. And to be honest, guys, if you're not following us on Instagram, give us a follow. If you're not following us on TikTok, Give Apple, us a follow. Spotify, everywhere. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, subscribe. We're there. We're, there. we're not going to die on these platforms, inshallah. Allah is going to give us the opportunity to grow and to uh, to continue, but we need your support, guys. So, yeah, we'll get into it. I don't want it to be a dis- depressing conversation. Maybe like, um, maybe just informative, but hopefully by the end of it, we'll feel motivated and Motivated energized. to die or live on? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out, <laughs> won't we? We'll find out. Inshallah. So, obviously, it's a quite quite a heavy conversation. Yeah. I think the best place to start is to know um, that you know the Hadith Holy Prophet Muhammad sallam says, "Remember frequently the the cut off of all pleasures, i.e., death. Mm. Okay, the end point of all your pleasures is death. Now, obviously, that's all material and worldly pleasures. But where do we begin? Kind of from the perspective of death in Islam. Everyone knows death. Everyone's gonna die." Muslim or non-Muslim, old or young, male or female, everyone, the only thing guaranteed in life is the final destination of life, which is death. Everyone knows about death generally, but we all have different understandings of it. So what about in Islam? No, you're right. And you know, I wouldn't say the most beautiful thing in this conversation is dying, but the most beautiful thing is understanding that we are all going to die. We sort of need to embrace this because Ahmed realistically we forget the purpose of us here on this dunya. You know, we're too busy, you know, trying to work as hard as we can, you know, please others and, you know, try and build empires and, you know. But at the, at the end of the day, the only guarantee in this world, Ahmed, is not, you know, how much money mm-hmm. is in your bank balance or, you know, how much hotels can you build back home for many, of, many people from the Middle East, very famous with hotels back home. Best. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, the only guarantee in this world is death. And we see this proven to us in the Holy Quran. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Anbiya, verse 35, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut. Every soul, Ahmed, shall taste death. Mm. You know, no matter how rich or poor, old, young, weak, strong, you know, everyone, everyone is going to taste this. And see, if we just focus on this verse, and, you know, before coming to talk here on this podcast about death, I was thinking, you know, I came across the verse, Kullu nafsin You know, God, Azza wa Jal, he could have told us, you know, every soul is going to perish, for mm. example, or 
you know, everyone is going to end up dying or everyone is going to end up in their grave. But he said, taste. Mm. To taste death is not something simple. God, I think he's trying to, I'm not doing tafsir here, but I, I, I feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that every soul will taste death. Because when you taste something, you're not going to forget the taste of something. Mm. And it's only at that moment we are going to taste the reality of what death truly is. It's like if you imagine, say, sorry, but if you mm. if someone asked you to describe the taste of something you've never had before, you can try and ex- describe it, you can't until you experience it. Yeah. And the taste, you'll either enjoy it or, or you won't. You know, either be something that tastes very good, it's sweet, it, it, mm. you want more. You're enjoying that experience, that sensation, or it's a taste which is foul, a taste which doesn't uh, intrigue you, you don't enjoy it. I think in a similar way, we can try and understand death that way. And you know, talking about taste, and you said, you mentioned sweet, you took me back to Karbala, yeah. Ashura, you know, where we have uh, Qasim ibn al-Hasan alayhi salam, mm. where he wanted to enter the battlefield on the day of Ashura. You know, he goes to his uncle, Imam al-Hussein Aba Abdullah, and he want, he's seeking permission to so enter the battlefield. And you know, very beautifully, after back and forth, a conversation happening between the Imam and his nephew, he goes to him, you know, Qasim, how do you see death? Where he answers him, and it's like, subhanAllah, relates to this verse, For you, uncle, I see death sweeter than honey. It's as if he understands the sweetness of dying and the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah, yeah. we can reach an understanding where we can say, you know what, let's embrace death. Because ultimately, we shouldn't be scared, Ahmed. Yeah. If we have Jannah and if we have, you know, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will be rewarded, inshallah, Jannah, ultimately Jannah and Firdaus will be rewarded this, we shouldn't fear Amen. it at all. In fact, Amen. we should embrace it and we should prepare for it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the word mawt in this ayah. Mm. And of course, it says Surat Anbiya. Surat Al-Anbiya. Anbiya. Now, obviously there's different words in the Quran which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses to describe the, the, the sensation of death. Mm. One word is one word is tawaffa, which means to receive. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, the the root word wafa meaning to receive. So, for example, this word in the Holy Quran is, is mentioned fourteen times on fourteen different occasions, and in for example, you know, it's about how the angels receive us at the time of death. We're okay. received by the angel, mm. angel of death, right? But we have to remember that that receiving process will either be um, a process we enjoy or not, like you said. Now. Death in Islam is not annihilation, destruction, uh, mortality, all of these it's things. It's not the end. It's not, mm. but it, more so it's not a guaranteed uh, distasteful end, as we, as we were mentioning. But rather it's about the transition yeah. of the physical to the metaphysical. Yes. It's about our ruh moving from the stage of our body into the next eternal Phase and that transition process is very important. Every human being from Adam to Mahdi والسلام, crave that supernatural and that longingness to be amongst the eternal, amongst the metaphysical. When we move into that transient world where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inshallah, we're amongst his 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 arsh and we're you know in, in high stations. But when we move into that world, we are in our final abode. Yeah. Now what we don't understand is that death is not just a guaranteed, but it's a guaranteed at any point. I know we're going to get into this probably later in the discussion mm. about when it is. But just to understand death, I think from the Islamic point of view as well, your bodies, your organs, your liver, your flesh, your bones, your blood, all of that stuff is nothing in the sense of uh, a literal 
in terms of the in terms of death. Rather, your ruh has an existential place in in the akhirah, yani. So it's the transition of your spirit. Well, ultimately, we are flesh and bone. Yeah. And the thing that's keeping us alive is our soul, our ruh, our nafs. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and you said it very beautifully that although you know death can, for us, you know, can be seen like a destruction, whereas everything ends. Rather, I think that's where everything begins, mm. because we know Islam tells us that this world is temporary, yeah, and the next world, the akhirah, is everlasting. It's forever. Mm. And if, I just remember when I was a kid, Peter Pan. I don't know if you, yeah. know, if you remember a phrase. I think it was called "Ever After" or something. It was like an yeah, island yeah, yeah. where I don't know how that just came to my head. Now. Random. Ignore yeah. me there. So random, but you know, it, 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 it should tell us something that you know this dunya is not worth. You know, crying over, you know, not worth, you know, fighting over, not worth, you know, all the things that we see as priceless, technically, if it's temporary, it's all worthless. Like Amir al-Mu'mineen says, Ya Dinya, he says, oh world, I've divorced you three times. And you think about it, when you contemplate it, it's that the world that we live in is mm. is, is is not something we can take with us into the Akhirah. Yeah. You know, there's... um. Hadith from the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu He says there are three things you take with you to your akhirah. Three things only. One of them is knowledge that you've left behind. Ilm that you've given. Two. The second is righteous children. Have you raised righteous children? The have you allowed them? Yeah, 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 yeah. The third is sadaqa jariya. Like mm. have you done anything which leaves an everlasting presence? Could be charity. Could be uh, you know supporting someone with something else. That Those three amal. Those three uh, deeds, inshallah, will be what is your salvation in the Akhirah. Nothing else in this world will help us. There's no guaranteed, no guarantee that anything we own or not even a guarantee. There, there is a guarantee that nothing in this world that we own, that we wear, we possess, any of our assets will be with us in the Akhirah. Oh, it's true. And it and, and, and reminds us that if we are going to the Akhirah, yeah. and you know, sometimes we get so attached to this world, mm. to this dunya, that we think that we can live on forever. We forget that we're going to die, you know, and, and I think it's important to always put in the back of our mind that we, you know, <coughs> there's, a, there's a saying in Arabic where we say everything has a hisab waktab. You know, so ultimately, everything that we do in this world, in this dunya, there's accountability. Like you will yeah. be held accountable. Now, and I, there is a verse I remember as a kid growing up. I hope I don't misquote it. It's something along those okay. lines is, you know, on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says stop them for they are accountable for what they've done in this world. Mm. So all the small, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, you know, for, for some it could be the Ghiba sessions. Like the, 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 some things that we take for granted, we think are normal. Everything we do here, we're going to be held accountable for. And the thing is, the things we do in this life, Allah has given us millions, if not billions of opportunities to, re to reconcile what, which, that which we have done wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so we all have our nafs. We know we're um, uh, we're one of the three types of of nafs, nafs amara, nafs lawama, nafs amara, nafs matmainna. Of course, my tongue twister. Anyway, long story short is our nafs and the station our nafs reaches will allow us to either attain that jannah or that jahannam, which we're guaranteed. We know the Holy Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, tells us on so many occasions. How two things. One, either we will reach one of these final two destinations. And two, that it's not our bodies that will, will transform and um, kind of transit to the next life. It's our spirit, our ruh. You know, for example, in um, Surah Al-Hijr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, verse 
29. And I breathed of my spirit into him, talking about Adam. Mm. And we know from this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we have a spirit, our spirit is there, you know, becomes our amana, we have a responsibility to take care of it. And you know, becoming familiar with death is something we should do in a day-to-day basis. You know, Amir Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib Islam, of course, we always talk about him. And we, inshallah, will try to emulate his his holy teachings. In Sermon 5, if I'm not mistaken, of Nasha Balagha, Imam Ali Islam says, I, the son of Abu Talib, السلام, I became more familiar with death than the infant who suckled the breast of his mother. Now, for anyone who's had kids, you'll know that the only thing an infant knows instinctively is how to suckle. Right? Yeah. Amir al-Mu'mineen is saying, I've become more familiar with death than this infant. Like it makes you think that this is Imam Ali. Like he's got nothing to worry about. If there's anyone who's got nothing to worry about, it's Imam Ali Islam. But he's become so familiar with death, he's thinking about it on a regular basis. He asks forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet he's always in a state of contemplation, reflection, and understanding of where he is and where he will be. And you know why Imam Ali salam is in that position to actually think like that? It's because yeah. we know that he says himself, Everything that he does in this world, you know, no matter how big, how small, to himself, with his own family members, with the community, with the Ummah, during his Caliphate, whatever it is, mm. he said that he never, you know, done anything, any act, you know, without seeing Allah before it, during, during it, after. and after it. Yeah, and you have to really reach a stage of understanding that you are accountable. You know, Ali ibn, Imam Ali, when he says, for example, when he seeks forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bro, Imam Ali is infallible. Mm. He's not committing no sins. But that's his humbleness yeah. talking. Yeah, and he, he has that connection with Allah. And it's a reminder to us that if Imam Ali can ask for forgiveness knowing that he makes no sin, who are we not to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because and if we want that Jannah, you know, we, we've made that our goal. You know, when I was a kid, mm. um, maybe it's a, bit, it's a bit traumatic if I mention it now, but when I was younger, um, I think I was, I was definitely in primary school, but this is, a, this is something I will always remember and take from me forever. My mother, may Allah protect her for us, she used to say, Amen. you know, um, she never talked to me about, you know, hell. We know she, she mentioned, for example, there's hellfire, there's Nar Jahannam, just Jahim, you know, like all of these things I can remember. But there was one point she would mention where she gave me like an analogy where she said, you know, Ali, if you know what you are about to do is wrong, you know, if we want Jen, if ultimately we want Jen, she used to tell me, if you want, she, don't, she told me, don't do this. But she said, mentally, men, mentally, you know, think of this. If you think you're about to do something that's wrong, take the matchbox, take out a matchstick mm. and swipe it across and just put your hands on top of it. If you feel no pain, go, go ahead and do it. But if you feel something, just remember the Akhirah, there is heaven yeah. and there is hell. So that act will determine whether, inshallah, we will, you know, Go to Jannah al Firdaus, or we will be with the likes of the enemies of Allah and the hellfire, mm. which is somewhere we do not want to be, Ahmed. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got to mention a couple of things. The first being is that death itself is a lesson for yeah. the believers. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We know on many occasions, for those of us who have had friends or family members leave this world, the number of lessons you learn in the short term and the long term is too many to count. So I've lost, I, you know, when I was young, I lost a friend. Like my best friend, he passed away. I was a kid, I was maybe seven, eight years old. He passed away in, on Umrah, believe mm. it or not, with, with his family as well. May Allah bless May Allah them rest all. His soul. Um, 
like and it hit me hard i i think about it so often and i i, I reflect on it a lot and mm. it just really really messed me up and i remember in that day when i found out but as i've gotten older i reflect on it it's, it's subhanallah you think so much about these things family members as well you know there's a hadith again from nasha balagha middle what Minin says sermon 48 yesterday i was your neighbor tomorrow i will not be with you anymore mm. and my body will be still and stationary i'll be silent he says you will learn more you will you'll attain counsel when i'm in this state more than eloquent speeches like you think subhanallah like imam ali is saying that you learn more sometimes through a silent and still body mm. than you do on someone who's giving you all the muhadara and all the speeches and everything it's because you are reflecting on it and you know inshallah we can think about these things because you know death is there as a lesson for us and we always look at death and we think oh this that this guy passed away this guy passed away so many know passed away so we never we never talk about on ourselves you know we never say when is my time it could be tonight it could be tomorrow it could be next year next month so it's just uh it's it really is a wake-up call no and and the fact that you mentioned you know um you know those words still yeah it's, it's like time stops you know your time here on this in this earth is خلاص. yeah there's there's no coming back and um, I, 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 I want to share something The other day And I remember I messaged you as well I think the team here as well I was like, you know A couple of weeks back And I was like, you know My daughter She said she was crying So much at night one day And she was mm. telling me, you know um, You know I don't want you to die She was yeah, telling yeah. me Do you remember this? I was yeah, sharing yeah. this with you And that was the moment I realized Like it's so important That we can teach children Death in a positive way. Because for them, they're kids, they don't understand. But if we don't teach them from a young age what it means to be, you know, here temporarily and you have the akhirah, this is where in the tra- it's like a transition world yeah. where what we do here, you know, will determine where we go next in, 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 the, in the hereafter. Is that how do we answer these questions? Because when I was little, I, I, I didn't have fear of my parents dying when I was little. I, I didn't used to think like that. I did. But I, used to, <laughs> I used to think like this. Okay, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing my journey with thoughts here. I'm going to die. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm asleep forever. So I used to imagine, like, how would you go gender? Like, I used to always think. But I, I don't remember if I was told or resolved. But I think what I lacked in my understanding at a very young age is the understanding of nefs and soul. Mm. That although we may die here and become flesh and bones and be still in our graves, ultimately it's our soul that moves moves into the next world. And you know we have Alam al-Barzaq, mm. for example. So I, I don't know too much about it. But Alam al-Barzaq is, uh, is, is, is another world between, before Judgment Day, before we actually get judged in front of our Yeah, there's a really good Lord book on it by, by Shaheed uh, Matahari. Mm. May Allah bless his soul. Uh, called the eternal life which okay. is really really good talks about the concept of death the death which i i actually picked up a few points from him as well mm. which we mentioned today the concept of death all the way up until the final destination and, and after barzakh and all of these stages as well you know you mentioned something earlier which stuck with me the hadith of imam ali al-islam about remembering allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before during and after every action and we mentioned this hadith a lot on the pod because i think it's Something we it's think meaningful. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
something we have to remember and we have to think about is in what position we talked about being received tawaffa in what position or what state do we want to be received by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like do we want to be in a position where on the day we die we have said something rude to someone to a family member Allah or for example you've gone to a bad place imagine every place you go to what if this is the last place I'm on this earth yeah yeah yeah, yeah if yeah. I'm in a if I'm amongst bad friends or if I'm listening to music in the car and Allah something happens to me or if I'm in a casino or if I'm in you know a rowdy place where there's alcohol and I'm watching a football game whatever it might be if this is the last place will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with me in this state mm. or not you know there's so many stories my I have a, a family member who passed away two arba'ins ago my auntie Marhuma, she passed away in uh, Imam Hussein's shrine on Arba'in day while she was reading Dua Joshin Kabir. Subhanallah. And every time I think about that, I'm like, how did she get to that stage where this was her destiny? Where she was, what she was doing, and when it was. Ahmed, have a God and Imam Hussein loves her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. May Allah yeah, bless inshallah. her soul. And you know, I think about like, this is a, there's a God given status mm. that you achieve, you know, in this world. And Allah will, will take you, like, again, coming back to Amir al but passing away, dying, of course, we in Shah Ramadan, we remembered his martyrdom. 19th of Ramadan, in Fajr Salah, he was struck, and of course, he passed away on the 21st, Layal al Qadr nights. Yes. Think like, there's a status Allah gives you. No one in the world will give you that status. You can have followers, you can have money, you can have fame, you can have glory. Nothing will compare to the glory Allah gives you. The station you can reach through Allah's um, uh, endorsement, His promotion, His respect of you is something you can't reach, achieve elsewhere. So don't worry about death. There's a hadith of, if I'm not mistaken, the Holy Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, where he says uh, those three things I mentioned earlier. If you leave this world with uh, uh, the three amal, like I said, knowledge, righteous children, and sadhajaria. You shouldn't be afraid. You should be confident about death, that transition. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's nothing really to be afraid of, like Imam Ali says as well, Nasr Balaga. So, um, yeah, it's just something we have to continually remember that it is a transition phase. Yes, it's scary. Everyone, if, if someone said, oh, you, your last day on this earth is going to be this Sunday and you're going to pass away here at this place at this time, you're not going to go there. You're going to try and avoid it. But it's because we're not at that stage where we've got the conviction, I'm ready to meet my Lord. Yeah. You know, I've cleared my sins and my slate is clean. So Well, it's, it's important. And you and, and and you know, I was I was having many discussions with my wife. Um, yeah. you know, sometimes we say, you know, should we buy this? Or you know what, should should we go there or should we do that? And sometimes I keep telling her I say, you know, uh, Fatma, let's humble ourselves a bit. You know, there's no point. If we get this, we're gonna die, Baba. We're not gonna. Yeah. We're not gonna put it in our grave. Sometimes. So sometimes we contemplate. And we have that. We have that thought. And and I'm thinking now. You know, nothing's gonna save us like apart from our good deeds, our amal, our akhlaq, our iman, our salah, our Quran, our fast. All of these, our you know, seeking forgiveness from Allah Subhanahu. All of this will save us because. We think we are somehow in control of when we die. Yeah. Because, you know, people, if you actually look now, they spend so much money on trying to live the most healthiest life. What's the reason they want to be healthy? Live you think up. it's because they really like, you want to chill and relax? No, Baba, they're trying to delay death yeah. as much as possible, yeah, really yeah. possible. And ultimately, you know, Allah says, you know, when your time comes, it comes. So sometimes, you know, 
When Malik al-Mawt is coming for you, Habib, when the angel of death is coming to take your soul, inshallah, you know, they say Sakarat al-Mawt is mm. like, as the... The pulling. I think the... I don't know if it's the right translation, but I think it's like a state of drunkenness. Like if someone is drunk, you know, like, I had the same thing. Um, dizzy or delirious. Maybe that's that's a better yeah. term to use. Not drunk and do forgive me. But we want that to be. We want to be in a state where we're not like Pharaoh. You know, when Pharaoh said, "Ana Rabbukum al-Ala," where he thought he's gonna live on forever, yeah. and he was saying, "I'm your, I'm your, I'm the, the high, Lord, the greatest. Yeah. I'm the high Lord, Your Majesty, etc." Allah made them perish. Yeah, that, every, that, everyone and that should be up. a lesson. You know, his arrogance led to his. You know, he perished. As much as everyone actually believed during his time, there were some pharaohs is actually God. Astaghfirullah. They saw with their own eyes. And there's so many people who are blasphemous. Sorry, say a lot of people who have been blasphemous uh, towards Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and. You know, we talk about all these different communities and uh, Surah Yasin mm. and um, Surah Rum and all of these different surahs we read throughout the year. They all talk about communities which disobeyed Allah, not just disobey, try to disgrace Allah yeah. and try to um, uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? They wanted to look big. They wanted to challenge God. And ultimately, they all faced their, their destiny, which is death. Yes. Their fate was met. <clears throat> And you know, this is why we have history, to learn from, from the people before us. And the Quran always tells us, look at those before you, reflect on those before you. Um, it's crazy when you think about it. I had, I had something I really wanted to say, but I completely forgot. Ah, sorry, if you don't mind saying That thing about the pulling of the soul. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where or when, you know, like you said, when you're young, you hear things, it stays with you. Yes. Till, you, till the day you die. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I always remember something I was told. I'm not sure if it's from a hadith or it's a tafsir or it's just an analogy. But I was told when I was younger about imagine you are um, uh, like your soul is like a, a plant. Okay. Mm. And it's either a, like, let's say a, a, a bush. Your soul is like a bush. And imagine when, you're, when your soul is taken, it's like a shroud or uh, a very soft silk scarf is put on top of that bush. Your bush, your soul has thorns. You rip that soul out of the body, it will rip the scarf out. Yeah. That will be like what the taking of the soul is like. Or if imagine if you're a rose bush and your your soul is, is beautiful and your soul is soft-hearted and, and you, you drape something off it very peacefully, it, it'd be easy for you. It'd be pleasant. You know, it's kind of like imagine on a hot day. You know when you go for ziyara. Yeah. And you walk in the shrine and the cold water hits oh, your face. It's the feeling. best feeling in the world. And I think for, in many ways, I don't know, but I'm assuming that for those whose death is sweet for, it will be like that. Amir al-Mu'mineen, we hear in hadith, will come to us and he will hold our hand and walk us into the next life. Oh, like that is the ultimate goal. Inshallah, we can get to that stage. But, you know, it's just something for us to contemplate on. Like our soul is ultimately what defines us, what will represent for us. There will be a day where everything we've done in this world will be accountable for, the day where everything we've done will be on display. There will be no secrets hidden. Nothing. Nothing you do, whatever you did last night, whoever you were with last week, wherever you went last month, these things will not be kept secret from us or from anyone else. Mm. So we just have to remember this and inshallah, you know, try and uh, change the way we approach life. Indeed, indeed. And, I, and I, you know, sometimes I think... It's it's best if we can, for example, be simple and humble in this world because the more arrogant we can be in this dunya, 
you know the more haram we commit you know the every time we you know go away from the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is all is going to come as baggage to us mm-hmm. and, you know and the heavier your baggage of sins you know i remember there was a podcast where you mentioned you know what we do in this world the bad is like a white sheet of paper every time we do something bad it gets filled with with black dots let's make that as white as possible and you know we have so much um you know avenues and ways and methods where we can ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless oh, we can do that right now you know no matter how sinful we are wallah al-azim. like no matter how much wrong we've done how much ghibah sessions we've attended how much for example people we've hurt you know hurt families separated families you know mm-hmm. there's so much that goes on that we don't think about that this is going to come and affect us on the day of judgment that we can ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly to forgive us but let's reach out to those people that we have hurt mm-hmm. and see forgiveness from them because i have heard that on the day of judgment, for example, if you've really hurt someone in this world and you've done injustice to them, Ahmed, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may forgive you, but he's going to ask that person that, that had the injustice, do you forgive him? Mm. Do you forgive her? And if they don't... Sorry, mate. Uh, it's, it's, so we have to think. And you know, I was mentioning, and it relates nice to this point actually, in how people spend money, for example, on um, you know, health so they can live longer. You know, Islamically, we have one way to live longer, which is what? Reconciling with your relatives, uh-huh. so, for example. Uh, so, yeah. Raham, for example. so if you have issues with your family, yeah, you're right, and there yeah. are a lot of people who have serious issues with their families. It may be your uncle, it may be your, I don't know, your, your grandma, your grandfather, your father, your own mother, your own sister, your blood brothers, you know, blood cousins, whoever you are. Bro, reconcile, yeah, yeah. and seek forgiveness from each other. Because believe 100%. me, when they go, they're gone. Well, you're going to sit down and think, I wish I said sorry, you know. I wish, for example, I didn't say that to them. Or I, 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 I wish I made them understand why I said this and seek forgiveness from them. Mm-hmm. Now, there are certain things that we need to think about if we can think clearly with a clear mind that we are here te- temporarily. The Akhirah is waiting. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to wait forever. I can die tomorrow. Ahmed, I can die. I'm 30 now. Okay. Maybe I live to 31. Allahu alam. So we got to think. I got to think as well. As much as me talking now, I'm thinking to myself, bro, I'm going to die. I'm going to have my own grave. You know, and inshallah, whoever's listening, please make sure I'm buried in Karbala. But um, ultimately, we need to ensure. Habibi. Likewise. But we need to ensure that we prepare our grave where we can be happy and we can say wholeheartedly that we lived this world to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His Messenger Rasulullah and the Ahlul Bayt. Mm. In particular, the Imam Vawad sign. Because anything we do wrong now, the Imam is watching. And they say, when his Shia do something wrong, he's hurt. Yeah. We're hurting our Imam. for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say, just before we wrap up, yeah. I want to ask you, of course, there's a, there may be someone listening who has lost someone close to them recently, a family member, um, someone who's old or even young. Um, for those who don't know, your marhum and respected father said Abbas Radawi was um, mm. a servant of the Ahlul Bayt, and of course he passed away on was it Ashura Day? Ashura Day, yes, ten Muharram. Yeah, 10th of Muharram. yeah, and uh, two thousand and eight. Eight, I thought so. Um, you know, we remember, we pray for him a lot. Inshallah, we pray Allah Subhanahu wa Taala elevates his soul and. Um, you know, he continues to live. His legacy is, is continued through you, your service, your khidmah, which is 
mashallah so abundant and of course those of your siblings and your children as well um but for someone who's listening and they've lost someone recently or they're struggling to get through that what would you advise them just before i get into my father um sorry you've took me back to, to, to 2008 just before i get to my father I, I wanted to mention that death is a reality especially those who are close around you and i say that because in the last two three years i've lost my grandfather i've lost my grandmother i've lost oh, yeah. my paternal aunt i've lost my paternal uncle <clears throat> as well over the span of four years it was like back to back back to back back to back and it's a reminder to everyone including me that death is real especially if it's in your family bro and especially if it's to the ones that you love so much and someone like my father thanks for bringing him may allah bless you it, 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 it tells you how true death is bro and I don't know why you asked me. I've lost my mind now. But um, what was the question you asked, Ahmed? Like before you get into it, I remember on the, the night the father passed away. Allah Allah um, We we were all in the mosque at the time, and the majlis had just finished. And I, I was hearing my dad speak about it, and he's like, "Oh, I said I said Abbas has passed away," and we were very close at the time. I came straight to you. I'm like, Sayyid, is it true? He's like, you're like, is, is what true? We were outside, just, just Medjus has just finished. We've just finished our food and whatever. And then Sayyid Ali was completely baffled because everyone knew, knew but I think Sayyid Ali wouldn't, wasn't accepting it. And then next thing you know, Sayyid Ali's in the corner by himself and everyone's like trying to help him. And I do remember that day, actually. Everyone was in shock because Sayyid Abbas was someone who was very close to everyone. Uh, uh... And it was very unbelievable. I think he was reciting a majlis as well. He was. He was in Kuwait. Uh, uh, he was actually Hama. reciting the maqtal of Imam Hussein. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's all, that, that, that day is very close to us, I think, because everyone... Really it was. And I, I, I remember that day clear as day. It was in Hussein yeah. al yeah. And I was 15, by the way. I'm 30 now, so it's 15 years I, ago. I think, to me, that was the first reality of death of someone who I knew, I think. Mm. Yeah, and it, it gives you perspective at at that age, especially. You know, you know, it's true. I didn't accept it. I I I remember there were some people asking, you know, is your dad okay? And so I was like, what the hell is going on? You know, what on earth? Is, what that? What on earth is happening? And it wasn't until later we got to back home with the family. We went to, I think it was my brother-in-law, Said Hashem's house, is when the news was broken to us that you know our father passed away. That was tough. Allah can remember it was tough. You know, hearing your mom scream and. Stuff that wasn't easy. And this, I was fine. I was fine all the way until I got to Kuwait. You know, when I saw his janazah, and I, I remember landing in the airport, you know, speaking of Sayyid Mushtaba, his father Sayyid, Sayyid Riyad, may Allah bless him, he actually joined us from the beginning to end. The whole, mm. the whole um, funeral and burial things that we done. That I didn't accept my father passed away until I saw him on the the maqsal, you know where they wash the dead bodies and i saw him there ahmed and and wallahi would not move and i would like want to talk to him but but i knew then even though i was 15 and i was young i would know that i know that they say the souls of those who are there they can see and they can watch they can listen and they wish they can respond back to what you are saying to them but ultimately i had hope 
And I knew full well that he was with God and he was with Imam Hussein and you know the way he died, when he died, where he died, the day the day on the day in which he died, what he was doing just when he died, all of this helped me. Best it, the what hurt me the most was when we were burying him in Karbala. And you know, seeing your dad go with the grave is not easy, Wallah Nadim. So I, I don't know, you know, you said what advice we can give to people, you know. When it comes to death, especially if we know someone has lost a loved one, is that all I can say is, bro, make sure you don't upset your parents. You know that. You should not upset your parents, Habibi. Lara. Allah Matak, Habibi. Yeah, I didn't think I'm going to take this part in the conversation. No, man. This, um, it's, it's, it's something you don't want to experience. And I'll be honest, if someone there is, you know, grieving a loved one, you know, not even my family know when I say this now, bro, I was seeing counseling. That's how much it messed me up. I was at school and the school was so kind, Paddington Academy. They would actually bring me a counselor in class whenever I needed it and I would chat. I would go privately and we'd discuss. And I remember the counselor going crazy. Baba shouldn't say it. What's Karbala? What's your wife saying? I would just talk, 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 talk. And ultimately that really helped. Because I would not have a conversation with my family about it. I balled yeah. up. And I used to have a friend, Ali Qasim, I don't know if he listens to this. He was sort of close to me during that time as well. And he would come randomly, just say, bro, I'm downstairs. I come down from my mom's house downstairs and we talk. He'd say, yalla, talk. We talk and we cry and tell stories and stuff. But the best thing that I learned from my father's death is that, you know, the hadith where it says, live amongst people in such a way that if you cry, if, if you die, they weep over you. And if you're alive, they crave your company. And I believe that was my father, Sayyidina Muhammad. For me, that was the definition of the hadith by Emir al-Mumini. Because wherever I went, I, I, I know people who give me so much stories about him. And he would always leave an insightful, happy impact on them. Yeah. Whoever I spoke with, and they would say, for example, you know, your dad said this, and he'd make us laugh, he'd make us joke, you know. And, and there, were, there were certain things where, wallah al-Azim, there was some friends of mine who say who used to say your dad was more of a dad to us than our own dad, and that was scary. That was scary when I used to hear that. Mm. And I've got other things that I don't want to share. Yeah. Bless, um, yeah. May Allah bless everyone's barhumin. I mean, I mean, um, your dad, uh, like, obviously, I, I'm not, I, I never knew him. Yeah. Way, way, way before I, I even knew you. Yeah. Saying that, but um. <clears throat> You know, like you hear about people who leave a lasting legacy, not just for days, weeks, but years and decades beyond beyond their passing. And your father, may Allah bless him, is definitely amongst them. And like we said before, Allah honors people. And your father's station is undoubtedly high amongst Inshallah. the Salam. Inshallah. Undoubtedly. To 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 pass in the way he was. You don't find stories like that. Like I mentioned my aunt, your father, may Allah bless them both. Like these things are very rare. And you know, it's just it just goes to show that you you will get rewarded. Like, yeah, life is hard. You know, it's hard to pray five times a day on times, hard not to listen to music, hard not to chat to girls and all of that. But ultimately, yeah, it's not worth it, bro. It's 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 not worth all the all 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 like the temporary pleasures but it's worth the hassle of struggle do you get what i'm saying like, the struggle and the the challenge all of that 
it's worth it ultimately because mm. you will get given given an honor that you can't achieve through worldly um, deals and, and negotiation. Yeah. You can't sign a contract with someone to agree that, oh, I'm going to die on this day, this time, this place. No, like your time comes when your time comes. You don't expect it. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you're worthy of that, Allah will give you that. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm waffling, but I, I, I just genuinely believe that there's some things in life which you can plan ahead for. You can try and put your own impact on it. Like You can, you know. You know but death, you can't. You can't, and death, and, and I think it's very important that when we die, Ahmed, is that we don't just leave inheritance behind. Yeah. You know, you know, people, when they die, all they leave behind is like property and money and stocks and, you know, physical assets. Bro, that's, going, that's not going to help you. Honestly, it's not going to help you. It's only going to help, inshallah, your family who are left behind. This. Apart from that, bro, nothing in this world, no power. No, your, your power will destroy you. Your friends possibly desert you. Your, your spouse may even leave you. Like, everything you can imagine, nothing is going to help you to go, inshallah, towards that uh, destination, Jannah, which I like to call recently, and I've used that phrase so much times now. That's ultimately, that's what we want, bro. We want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But ultimately, I say, as a son to my father, if you're a parent out there, just teach your parents the love of Allah, the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the love of the Ahlul Bayt. Because mm -hmm. these three are the only things that's going to matter to you. I remember someone, there was a video on TikTok I shared. And the other day we had a discussion on TikTok. And, uh, you know, I mentioned something about being from the Shia of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam. And then someone, told, someone was like, you know what? There's, there's, no, there's no point to even mention something like this because when you die, God is not going to ask you if you're Shia or Sunni, for example. Yeah. That's ultimately, we know what God's going to ask us. Yeah, we you know, know who is your Lord? Yeah. Who is your prophet? Where is your Qibla? Who is, where is your book? Who is your Imam? You know, all of these mm -hmm. questions, they mean a lot. So as a parent, it's a, it's a duty on all of us that we teach this and instill this in our children. Mm -hmm. So inshallah, they are ready in this temporary journey for the hereafter, yeah. inshallah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we leave it here, but you've uh, taken me to the no, say honestly, <laughs> different like, world. Sometimes it's important to have these conversations. To, like a middle Minion said in that hadith, it's a lesson. Death is a lesson for us. You love someone and then you lose them. You know, inshallah, you're reunited with your father uh, sooner than you know, inshallah. And like that, this time between now and, and when you meet him again is quicker than you think, inshallah. And the time will fly by. And, um, it'll be a dream inshallah why not why not brothers and sisters thank you thank you for tuning in um, you still need to see death positively inshallah yeah no, inshallah I mean look it's it's a beautiful thing look, look what happened to Sayyid Ali look how he's turned out mashallah um, and we have other friends and we've we've all lost someone and if we haven't lost someone then we say shukr alhamdulillah if you've got your parents you've got your siblings your spouse your children remember to say shukr to be grateful to Allah for everything you've got Everything you continue to have. Every day you wake up, you see your family, you smile and you remember Allah's given you this today, this blessing today. Tomorrow you might not have it. So you know, we take advantage. Sometimes we take it for granted. But yeah. Guys, don't take aftermarket for granted. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us online if you're not already. And let us know uh, if you've got anything to talk about, anything you want us to, to discuss, any guests. Anyone you knows in town who we should hit up? Well, all, all is. Man. All is. Yeah, Inshallah. Yeah. Well, I think Anything we leave it there. Yeah. No, just like Ahmed said, you know what? Subscribe, but more importantly, remember 
Allah is your Lord and you're here in this world to please him and him alone, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.